Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, episode 338. This is the weekly podcast about American flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms and supporting a floral industry that relies on a safe, seasonal, and local supply of flowers and foliage. This podcast is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free nationwide online directory to florists, shops, and studios who design with American-grown flowers, and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor for 2018, Florist Review Magazine. I'm delighted to serve as contributing editor for the new monthly Slow Flowers Journal found in the pages of Florist Review. It's the leading trade magazine in the floral industry and the only independent periodical for the retail, wholesale, and supplier market. Take advantage of this special subscription offer for members of the Slow Flowers community at deborahprinzing.com where you can also find the show notes for today's episode 338. Last spring, today's guest invited me to be the opening speaker for her first floral design workshop. And while I've attended many and even taught a few floral classes, there was truly something special about the Whidbey Floral Workshop, dreamed up and produced by floral and event designer Toby Nelson. Sometimes there's an uncanny magic that takes place when everything and everyone comes together in a spirit of creativity and desire for personal growth. When all the participants are emotionally open to learning from one another and sharing as much as they receive. That was the vibe last spring when Toby's first Whidbey Floral Workshop hosted instructors Susan McCleary of Passion Flower, designer and event stylist Caleb Norman James, and me. My role was a small one. I started out the three-day retreat-style workshop with a short course on writing, memoir, and storytelling. During those two short hours, I was blown away by the personal narratives that this floral tribe wrote and read to one another. I returned to Whidbey a few days later to join the workshop's final dinner, cementing newfound relationships that continue today. We all made amazing, inspiring, and deeply personal connections while also learning from great instructors, designing with local and seasonal flowers, and celebrating each participant's unique gifts and talents. There was something pretty incredible that happened, a harmonic convergence, I guess. And since last March, I've visited a few of the students, and a few have visited me, and I've been able to interview many of them for articles and for this podcast. Later, with beautiful photography captured by Sullivan and Sullivan, I was also able to write about the Whidbey Flower Workshop for the inaugural print issue of Slow Flowers Journal, which debuted in August of 2017 in Florist Review. I'd love to have you see that, so I'll share a PDF of that story in today's show notes, which you can find at deborahprinzing.com. After something epic like Toby's 2017 workshop, it's easy to think, can this be replicated? And is it even worth trying? Because any of us who have staged multi-day events for large groups knows what a workout that can be. Well, I'm here to tell you that Whidbey Flower Workshop 2.0 is indeed taking place, set for April 22nd through 24th, yes, on Whidbey Island, north of Seattle. The gathering features some of the same elements as last year's, including instruction by Susan McCleary, Toby Nelson, and me. But there's a new venue, and floral artist Joseph Massey is joining the workshop to bring his inventive talents all the way from the UK. 
Toby has invited Susan to lead the creation of large-scale floral wearables. Think headpieces, floral tattoos, and more. And she's asked Joseph to guide participants through all the layers of designing and engineering large-scale foam-free floral installations. The workshop will also feature the photography talents of Heather Saunders, who many of you remember as the visual artist who captured the flower house in 2015. I can't wait to reunite with her. Last weekend, Toby and I took a little road trip of our own to Vancouver, BC. More on that later. And so here is my full disclosure. I sprung this interview on her. I figured, hey, we're in the car together for two plus hours. What better place and time to talk about the anatomy of a successful workshop? Toby's insights might just inspire you to join us on Whidbey Island and experience a creative workcation. I promise you'll be refreshed and re-energized by the beautiful, rugged Pacific Northwest, and you'll stretch your professional muscles in ways that might surprise you. So please enjoy our conversation and visit DebraPrinzing.com for more details, photos, and resources about Toby Nelson and the upcoming workshop. Toby is a past guest of this podcast. She appeared in my Whidbey Island tour a couple years ago, and I'll have a link to that interview as well. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, and I'm coming to you today from the car, so you might hear some car sounds, and I'm with the wonderful Toby Nelson. Hi, Toby. Hi. It's so great to uh, be on a little girls' road trip together, and of course, I did not want to pass up the opportunity to talk about what you're doing. So for those of you who have maybe recall meeting Toby on a past episode that was dedicated to the floral talents of Whidbey Island... A couple years ago, right? Yeah, you're, three. Yeah, you're the owner of Toby Nelson Events. E- events and Design. Okay. Right. Toby you, Nelson Events I was design. probably Vases Wild when we did that interview. You were Vases Wild. I had a name change. Cool. Yeah. And so um, we're, um, we're talking about something that's exciting that's coming up in April um, with you on Whidbey Island. So why don't you just tell everybody what's going on? And with you too. Yes, I'm going to be part of it. Yeah. So um, it will be the second annual Whidbey Flower Workshop, which is a three-day, two-and-a-half-day floral retreat. Um, This year, the focus is on sort of indulging in our creative fantasy. So we're going to do... We're going to do some impractical things for fun, and <laughs> but we're also going to learn a lot of really practical, amazing mechanics for big stuff. So um, we will have Deborah there as our sort of kickoff um, to talk about writing, creative writing for your brand, and and, and as a creative storytelling. Uh, yes, creative storytelling in a way. What I found last year the feedback I got was that it was really enriching for people to do something that wasn't floral that started their creative opening of for the weekend and that it was a really great trigger for them to dive deeper maybe because it wasn't floral Um, and you make it so personal and easy and fun so that's how we'll start again I also thought that was a way for just the way you had it structured on the first evening a nice, gentle way for people to begin to know each other because people were pretty yeah. much strangers. You had students from all across the country, right? Yeah, and yeah. Canada too. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It was a good icebreaker. Um, it helped kickstart the intimacy because the, it's really a very, um, especially this year, 
with it being a slumber party format, it's going to be very intimate, and we're all going to be friends at the end of it. And okay, so one of the best parts. So the, this after last year, which was epic, um, you jumped in and decided to have the second annual Whitney Flower Workshop, and uh, there's some elements that are are maybe the same, or maybe it's just the people. So talk about how this. First of all, let's say the dates, and then talk about. Who else is speaking? So the dates is April 22 to April 24, and it's on Whidbey Island in Washington, which is like maybe an hour north of Seattle. Um, beautiful scenic area. And in addition to Deborah, we have Susan McCleary of Passion Flower Events, and we have Joseph Massey, who is from the UK. Um, and Sue is going to take us farther than we went last year with floral wearables. So last year we did corsages and boutonnieres and some headpiece stuff but like little hair bands and kind of dainty controlled things this year we're going to bust into large-scale floral wearables so it will be the mechanics behind all of those amazing crowns and shoulder pieces and the wild things that you've seen sue make that seem so improbable how do you do that right we are going to learn how to do that this year and then joe will lead us in the foam free large-scale installations and so we've got a couple different um, like methods that we'll learn approaches so um, people will walk away with a really good toolkit for a variety of projects that's wonderful yeah and and so uh, I know that I'm gonna begin with the evening and then so that's like what a Sunday evening yeah so set, okay. we start on a Sunday so that people can have their events you know Saturday night and make money and then come on over um, so we start Sunday afternoon with some farm tours at the local flower farms and then we'll come back we're all staying in one big house together so we'll have a check-in and some snacks and a mingle and meet and then we'll have dinner and have your presentation and then if it's nice we'll have a campfire and hang out I heard there might be some orbs. There might be some orbs. All right, I'm yeah. down with that. <laughs> and um, and then Monday we will go to the venue, which is so we're, where we're going to do the actual work is different than where we're staying. Okay. But it's a quick little visit away, and um, well, I'll have minivans to take us all over there. So you don't need to have a car, um, or if you do have one, you don't have to drive if you don't feel like it. Um, and so then Monday is all Joe's day with installations. And then Monday night, we'll hang out and have dinner. Sue's going to give a little presentation as a prelude to some of the mechanics and help people get started so that they can start dreaming their designs that night. And then Tuesday, we hit the ground running, making stuff. Well, I read the description, and it sounded beautiful. Like, first of all, to look at an itinerary and have 9 to 5 Joseph Massey, I was like, oh, my gosh, that would be so epic to have that much time learning from somebody who has done such beautiful work. I mean, I'm just a fan. I, I saw his installation at Detroit Flower Week, but you know, everything he does is so uh, unique and, and kind of you know, breaking tradition when you say what is a large-scale installation in terms of gravity and form and, and you know, materials. So, I love reading on the description that once that installation is completed it becomes the backdrop for people to have their work inspired by that they learned with sue to be photographed yeah so it was interesting that you 
had the progression that way. Like, yeah. Create the stage and then put the actors on the stage. Yeah, nicely, nicely said. I, I want it to be a complete sort of fantasy vision um, where, like you say, the costume is in the environment. Yeah, yeah. And when I'm so excited. Uh, well, and when I ask you to, if we could record this while we're driving up to Vancouver for another little getaway, um, I said, I want to talk about the anatomy of a successful flower workshop. And you've kind of alluded to that a little bit, like how it's, it's who you have come to teach, but also what you ask them to teach. And there's got to be some kind of relevance and common thread. I didn't know fantasy was part of it, but now I believe it. The way you've described that, it's, it's sort of people have to leave all their baggage at the door and walk in and just be willing to be open to new ideas, right? Well, yeah. I mean, we are all in this business because we're creatives, right? And typically we have a client who... I mean, I think of them as my patrons in so many ways because without them, I wouldn't be able to do what I do, you know. But they come with their own set of limitations. You know, they want a blush bouquet or they want this and that. And I want to create a space where we don't have those limitations. And no, it's no Pinterest boards here, right? Right. And if they're, I mean, I've got a Pinterest board for this workshop, but it is nothing I've ever seen on a bride's page. <laughs> um, so this is a time for you. You know, this is a time for you to do what you want that speaks to your soul. That, you know, whatever that craziness is. Um, and I think this is a workshop that is going to appeal to crazy souls. And I can't meet, I can't wait to meet everybody that will come. But that, I want it to be this time out of time as a creative indulgence. Because I know that when I, I get so recharged from a creative moment. Yeah. And that, I think, is the spark in the engine that we all will need to jet ourselves into the wedding season. I was going to say, it's kind of at a perfect time of year. Is that why you chose April? I like, yeah. We're not all so busy yet. Yeah. There's beautiful product available. Um, and it just, it feels like a, a good time to birth something, you know? Everything yeah. is erupting and emerging, and um, it feels like a good time to capture the momentum of that natural energy. Well, there's, there's something about Whidbey Island, even being a longtime Pacific Northwest residence, resident, there's something uh, that happens to you psychically when you get on a ferry and cross a body of water and then get off the ferry and spend time on uh, a place that's surrounded by water. I mean, that's sort of redundant, but what is it? I mean, you've lived on Whidbey Island for many years. Your family's there. How do you describe that? I mean, maybe it's a drag for you to take the ferry back and forth, but I think it's magical. It's pretty magical. Okay. Yeah. I mean, some days when I'm back and forth, I forget to savor it. But, you know, when when I look up, it's like, wow, this place is yeah. so amazing. Yeah. It's really, there's something special there. Um, and I've met people that are into all, like, the woo-woo energetic stuff, um, and it's it's just, it's, it's an energy center place. So it is a bit of a retreat slash work. It's, you know, vacation, I guess you could call it. I mean, people, people are paying money to improve their, or stretch, stretch their own knowledge. Um, but you make it very much like a spa experience. What do you, what are the elements of that that you're trying to take care of and think about 
from the logic to the venue to the meals to all the other little elements? Well, um, I've tried to incorporate beauty at every level because that's what we're making. And I feel very touched by natural beauty. I feel like it's a thing that really drives my soul. And so finding a place that has that is very important, I think. Um, and so we'll, the venue that we will be working in is called Fireseed Catering. They have beautiful grounds, gorgeous setting. It's just magical. I've worked a million weddings there, and every time, I mean, the guests just freak out at how gorgeous it is and how relaxing it is to be there. There's something really special about that spot. Is it like um, a lodge, or? It's not a lodge. It's like a homestead, oh, kind wow. of. Okay. Um, they have beautiful gardens and a big old barn that they've renovated to be the venue, the event center. Um, but they also have gardens and greenhouses, and they grow a lot of their food there. Oh, so, wow. I mean, it's early in our growing season, so we won't be eating a lot from the garden. But whatever they are able to produce at that time of year surely will be incorporated into our meals. So that's special to me, and yeah. that speaks to that whole locally grown. And But I think the most trying to meet people's basic needs, you know, like okay, I'm going to feed you. Your lodging is taken care of. You don't have to figure out where to stay. Just show up. And right. I'll show you which room is yours. And it'll be a cozy bed in a very warm, homey house. Um, yeah. But the nurturing, supportive, creatively encouraging personality of the instructors make it safe for people to go crazy and try something new and... Um, you know, risk and failure will be really mitigated by the experience that these people bring to share with us, but also just their natures and their personalities. Yeah. They're both such special humans, and to be able to spend a couple days with them and you, like... It'll be great. Yeah. There's another uh, element of beauty, which is, I think you made such an intentional decision about last year, and I know you're repeating that, and that is the all the floral material and botanicals that you're sourcing, you're trying to support local farms, both on Whitby and in, a, like, the larger uh, Pacific Northwest community, right? I mean, how are you doing that? Um, I'm going to do the workshop just like I do all of my own events. So I start at home, and I keep going out until I've gotten what I need, <laughs> um, trying not to cross any international borders. I mean, so... Um, and this year, I've had the benefit of a little bit of foresight. So I've been able to tell people, like, hey, this is our palette and this is our timeline. Grow some stuff quick. Plant wow. seeds, you know. Wow. So there are some people who kind of know and they were able to um, start to engineer things for us. And these are flower farms on Whidbey and Whitby. beyond. Yep. Yeah. And then, but I also know, I mean, we're, we are in such a lucky spot. I'm, everybody that listens to this podcast has heard a million times about the growers market and all the farmers that are members. I mean, we have amazing, amazing resources here in Washington and people that came from, I mean, even the people that came from Washington last year, but particularly the people that came from out of state were there. I mean, people freaked out over the product. Yeah. So much beautiful goodness to play with. Yeah. And, and I don't know how one, determines does the math to figure out what you to procure but you had like the entire deck of the venue we're at last year was just like a, a giant warehouse of flowers so there was 
when no one was left thinking, oh, I, I got shortchanged on a butt or something yeah, like that, we, right? we had leftovers, so oh. I know that everybody got what they wanted. You know? That's neat. Um, and this year, that's going to be off the hook because with the floral installations, there's we need a lot of material. Yeah. So that, and, you know, that affects the expense of the workshop also. Yeah. Like, but um, we will also learn ways to do a lot with very little. I mean, some of the installations techniques that we will learn are extremely affordable for your clients. So, you know, trying, trying to pack your tool bags with with skills that you can learn in a variety of situations. And yeah, probably no bride is going to ask you for some crazy ass headdress, but you know, there'll be things involved in the making of that, that you can totally apply to any number of other things that you do. Right. Oh, that's a really good point. And then the other thing that you are so intentional about is when we talked about having Joseph's installation that the group works on with him um, from day one as the backdrop for the, outlandish wearables that everyone will learn with Sue McCleary, you are intentionally helping your attendees to get portfolio photography um, of what they do on both of those projects, right? That's, yeah. So okay. people, the, the installations will be all in one piece. So it will be one installation that will have several components um, so that you learn all your different techniques, but it will be one vignette, and we will all work together on those. Okay. Because we just can't have fifteen. You know, I'm About selling fifteen thing. seats to the workshop. We can't have fifteen large scale installations. Right. That's crazy. So, but we will have you know a number of models, so that each student has a model, a professional model that they will be able to you know deck out, um, and then we will have a common common shared pictures of the large-scale installs, but then each student's individual wearables will be photographed in that as well by the amazing Heather Saunders of Flower House fame. Yay! So, um, really good pictures will come from this, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and talking about, you know, you're talking about this safe environment where everyone's nurtured to be creative. When you have a photographer who gives as much as she takes, um, that really, people will feel that attention when Heather's shooting your work, that's all she's thinking about. And it, it really, I think that'll come through in the, in the work, the printed work as well. Oh, or whatever yeah. you, you, you uh, however you decide to use it. You know, I am uh, covered in goosebumps right now <laughs> because last year, I mean, last year was amazing. It was. It was amazing. It was. We had the most incredible group of people came together last year, both instructors and students. It was mind-blowing um I was racing my tail off like crazy for so much of it but I had this moment where I screeched on the brakes and it was the day that we were taking pictures and um one of the things that we get into is how to take ownership of the photo shoot And I know a lot of people have been in situations where they don't feel comfortable getting in there and saying, hey, tilt it this way. Like, you're the person that made it. You know how it needs to be seen and from angles. And watching people become empowered and then seeing the shots that were being taken. And there was one moment where, like, I was racing around doing something and I saw one of the scholarship winners looking at the picture on her iPad that she had just taken of her stuff getting photographed and she was totally crying 
and she said, you know, I stopped and I looked at her and she said, I made this. And she showed me the picture. And I mean, it was a freaking fabulous bouquet. Right. And it was a gorgeous photograph. Like the whole thing was beautiful. But to see like she, like that moment where she found belief in herself and her ability to create something that blew her own mind, like to the point of tears, it's like, all right, that's it. I'm done. I have, I have accomplished what I wanted. It's transformative. Yeah. Yeah. And to like, to give that to people, totally friggin' amazing. Well, Toby, you really, um, you had a, you had a vision for doing a workshop and you went out there and pulled it together. And that was a major accomplishment you told me before we turned on the recorder, you wanted Sue McCleary to come to Whidbey Island and teach. And that was sort of your starting point. So, yeah, I didn't actually really have a vision of the workshop last year when I started. I just got this wild hair. It's like, I want Sue. How do I get Sue? I didn't know her yet. Uh-huh. And I thought, I know I'll produce a workshop. What the heck? Like I'll produce the workshop that I can't find that I want to go to. Right. And I called her up and she was willing and lucky for me when she got off the ferry and I picked her up at the dock like we liked each other. (laughs) And I'll tell you there, you know, I could not have done that workshop last year without all of Sue's help, without the crazy generosity of Caleb from Caleb Norman James Design. Mm -hmm. He so far surpassed any expectation that I had for his contribution. He blew me away. Uh, Sullivan and Sullivan Photography also, like, they went so far over and above the call of duty. I learned so much on their backs. Like, I'm so grateful forever for all the help that they gave me. And for you with PR and just, it's something. It's great. And and I think um, workshops are hard and they're a lot of work, like events. So they've got to have some, something motivating you to do all that work beyond mere financial gain and we were talking also over lunch about this idea of educating yourself and seeking people to educate you and I you you had a kind of an interesting philosophy about that where you know you're never done learning and I don't think any of us can have the luxury of ever being done with becoming, you know, students of flowers, right? Yeah. I mean, I think if you consider yourself done learning, uh, you're missing out on some right. pretty epic stuff. The world of floral art is just so vast. There's so much to learn. And even if it's somebody who's not your style, they've got tricks that you could apply to rock your own work. And, you know, even people that are doing like really weird stuff, like they're taking a big risk. And what would happen if you took that risk? And like, what could they give you about how to take a risk that would propel you beyond your comfort zone and into some level of success that you would never imagine for yourself, you know? Well, I feel like I've watched a lot of people's feeds and, um, you know, even just gotten to connect with them who were at the Whidbey Flower Workshop last year. I mean, it was a really magical cadre of of amazing people who came together. That's redundant. But um, 
my son had a friend in high school who um, was a little on the spectrum, and he called this group of kids the Compendium of Virtuosos, <laughs> which I don't even know what that means, but it sounds like that's what we had last year. I feel like it. Um, but you, you know, so I've seen people take risks and do really amazing things after studying uh, together last year, and um, you have too. And, and, you know, I'm just curious, like, for, for you to do styled shoots and to do um, workshops that you're teaching um, locally. Uh, is any of that, was that fueled by just being part of this this workshop with Sue and Caleb? Or Yeah, totally. Okay. I mean, so I have a few different hats that I wear in my own business and one is floral design and the other one is event planning. So for sure last year taught me a bunch of stuff about event planning. But I mean, being able to be in the presence of Sue and study with Sue last year, I learned so much that the decoding of some of the mechanics that she uses um, have been indispensable bits in my toolkit over yeah. the last year. Um, totally huge. And, you know, we learned stuff from Caleb about tablescaping that I have totally employed and a lot of things about from the photography session and lighting and things to think about when you are in a in a in a photo session with someone and um I myself have employed stuff and I wasn't even really a student last year at the workshop you were the producer I was running around behind the scenes and so I'm yeah and watching the people that's been a big gift for me also this year is to watch what people have been inspired to go do and what their confidence enabled them like their confidence grew so much right and what that led them to go do is just awesome to see where people have gone in one tiny year yeah you know i know well that's the first when i saw those photos of the styled shoot that you did with this amazing um planted chair and this beautiful model in a greenhouse i didn't know anything about it but i saw them posted and i thought toby is going farther than she's ever gone she's pushing herself she's thinking in a different way yeah designing in a different way and i don't know if that was tell me about that shoot what was that about was uh, just something purely for your own delight yeah that's totally what it was and so there's all sorts of layers there so that we did that shoot in october and at first i was like oh my god i'm so exhausted from wedding season to do a creative shoot can we can i do this mm-hmm. but you know it was it was this Thing that I talked about for the workshop, like there was no client. That right. was all for me. And um, so here I was in this team of creative people and we were all there to support each other, to do each other's own best work. And um, as I was making that headpiece, so it was a big, crazy floral headpiece, a floral bustle for the skirt. Yes. And, you know, working with the dressmaker to hear what she's making so that I can play off the strengths of her garments and she can play off mine. You know, that back and forth is awesome. But as I'm making this, I was thinking for sure about the things that I learned from Sue. Like I would not have been able to make that had I not had any of that. And even some of the um, mechanics that I used to make the chair came from the installation that we did. Oh, the three-dimensional installation. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, on a much smaller scale, but that's the whole thing. Like once you have the tool, you can realize all the different ways to use it. But if you don't have the tool, you're never going to take yourself farther. 
So, so you did that as with a group of people, and what was the end goal other than pushing yourselves creatively? Were you trying to get it published? To or? get cool photos. Yeah. And, you know, we did that. I, for me, the goal was to just do it yeah. because I hadn't been able to do it yet. Yeah. I went great from the workshop into wedding season and hadn't really been able to have a creative opportunity after that. And the thing that happened was I got so recharged from that. I had a few more events to do and I suddenly had the energy back. So that taking that time for my own creative work totally recharged my battery. And if I hadn't done it, I don't know if I would have made it wow. through the rest of my season. Wow. That's cool. And it did end up getting published. Um, and so that's also cool. Oh, good. I would love yeah. to share a few photos on the show notes if, if possible. Yeah. And, um, for sure. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like, um, we're kind of at that point now where we're all ready to get um, pumped up for a very big, I mean, okay, can I just say we're kind of in a post-Valentine's Day hangover. Right. But that all the more reason to to look forward to uh, coming together in April. And um, I want to let people know about registering. So you've got openings still. I and, have openings, Okay, yep. and um, there's a link on your website, and I'll provide that uh, in our show notes. Um you did price it differently this year because it's more all-inclusive, right? Yeah, so the cost includes all of your meals, all of your snacks from the moment that we check in at the hotel on Sunday afternoon. So you're on your own for lunch, but you have dinner, snacks. Um, I probably shouldn't tell because the liquor commission, but we've got some beer and wine figured into there. It's um, a private event. It's a private event, yeah. that's right. Um, and then lodging is all included back and forth into the class everything's included except for you and your tools and you got to get yourself to the island okay and if anybody needs help figuring out how to get to the island just send me an email like i'm happy to help with that kind of thing and i love how there's that optional wednesday morning visit to the seattle wholesale growers market before you leave town yeah which i super super encourage people to go see the growers market yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything? I'm excited. I'm just looking forward to it so much. Anything else that I didn't ask you that you want to add before we uh, wrap up? Uh, no. I mean, I can't emphasize how extraordinarily talented the people that are coming to teach are. Um, I think Sue is more known in the United States because she is American. But, man, Joe Massey's been doing flowers since he was 14. And um, he has... And he's young still. He's still young. I think he maybe just turned 30, but I'm not really sure. But Genius. um, He's just so, so skillful and also so sweet. Um, Invest in yourself. You will never regret investing in yourself. That's great. Thank you so much, Toby. Thank you. Yeah, and um, I'm excited to let the, the larger Soul Flowers community know about this if they haven't already and just um i'm looking forward to being part of it and uh you know in a small way um sharing my passion with the group and i just know again if it's anything like last year i'll go home way more fed uh you know receiving than giving so um i think that's sort of the the intangible that you really can't quantify it's it's just the experience yeah the intention we've set. Okay, my dear. Thanks so much. Thank you.
Thanks so much for joining me today. The Slow Flowers podcast has been downloaded more than 287,000 times by listeners like you. Thank you for downloading, listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. Please take a moment and visit our new website for the upcoming Slow Flowers Summit, which takes place Friday, June 29th in Washington, D.C. We're already selling tickets, lining up sponsors and special guests, and you won't want to miss out on what one of our past speakers has called a floral mind meld. Check out links in today's show notes or just head over to slowflowerssummit.com. As the Slow Flowers movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of the American cut flower industry, the momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too, and I value your support and invite you to show your thanks with a donation to support my ongoing advocacy, education, and outreach activities. You can find the donate button at deborahprinzing.com in the right column. Thank you to our sponsors who have supported Slow Flowers and all of our programs, including this podcast, American Flowers Week, the slowflowers.com online directory to American Grown Flowers, as well as our new channels, the Slow Flowers Journal and the 2018 Slow Flowers Summit. They are Certified American Grown Flowers, the Certified American Grown Program and Label provide a guarantee for designers and consumers on the source of their flowers. Take pride in your flowers and buy with confidence. Ask for Certified American Grown Flowers. To learn more, visit americangrownflowers.org. Arctic Alaska Peonies, a cooperative of passionate family farms in the heart of Alaska, providing bigger, better peony flowers during the months of July and August. Visit them today at arcticalaskapeonies.com. Seattle Wholesale Growers Market, a farmer-owned cooperative committed to providing the very best the Pacific Northwest has to offer in cut flowers, foliage, and plants. The Growers Market's mission is to foster a vibrant marketplace that sustains local flower farms and provides top-quality products and services to the local floral industry. Find them at seattlewholesalegrowersmarket.com. Longfield Gardens provides home gardeners with high-quality flower bulbs and perennials. Their online store offers plants for every region and every season, from tulips and daffodils to dahlias, caladiums, and amaryllis. Visit them at longfield-gardens.com. Syndicate Sales, an American manufacturer of vases and accessories for the professional florist. Look for the American flag icon to find Syndicate's USA-made products and join the Syndicate Stars loyalty program at syndicatesales.com. Johnny's Selected Seeds, an employee-owned company that provides our industry the best flower, herb, and vegetable seeds, supplied to farms large and small, and even backyard cutting gardens like mine. Check them out at johnny'sseeds.com. The Association of Specialty Cut Flower Growers, formed in 1988, ASCFG was created to educate, unite, and support commercial cut flower growers. Its mission is to help growers produce high-quality floral material and to foster and promote the local availability of that product. Learn more at ASCFG.org. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of the Slow Flowers podcast. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more American-grown flowers on the table, one vase at a time. And if you like what you hear, please consider logging onto iTunes and posting a listener review. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. 
The Slow Flowers Podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. Learn more about his work at soundbodymovement.com. Thank you.